Do you, do you even, even nature? nature? Do you even nature? This is Do You Even Nature, a podcast where we explore the tricky relationship between humans and the environment. Hi, I'm Georgia. On today's episode, Great First Plant, I'll be talking a little bit about nature in our domestic lives. Have you ever wondered about your day-to-day relationship with nature? For example, how you look after plants in your house or garden, or keeping pets? There are theories that indicate that Western society is locked into cultures of unsustainability and that these cultures are the root cause of environmental problems our world is experiencing. With the help of some friends, the aim of this podcast is to see if there's any clues of these cultures of unsustainability in our day-to-day lives. A little while ago, I sat down with a friend of mine, Moo, in Copenhagen to talk about the plant she keeps in her house. With cultures of unsustainability in my mind, I explored her relationship with these plants. Let's have a listen. Just before I do that, I should let you know that this was recorded in a bar so you can hear music and people talking in the background. Okay, let's have a listen. Well, I started with um, I started with about three or four house plants. I've got a philodendron, Zanzibar gem, a um, hare's foot fern, which has these creepy hairy feet, and one other one that I couldn't identify. And once I figured out how to look after them, I guess they started to thrive, particularly the Zanzibar gem, which thrives on neglect. So you're only allowed to water it once a month. It can't have much sunlight. It doesn't really like being repotted that much. That sort of shit. How do you make sure that you're watering it only once a month? I probably water it less than once a month. But one of my mates said that he loves his ZZ plant because he just waters it on rent day. (laughs) (laughs) He pays his rent and waters his ZZ plant and it loves him. Anyway... But how, okay, so how long did it take you to figure out um, how to actually look after these plants? Well, I started um, researching plants on Instagram first. I follow like House Plant Journal and all these plant things. I guess it's just a way to bring a bit of outside into the indoors and brighten the place up. Apparently it cleans the air, but I think you need like hundreds of plants to actually clean the air. Um... So I started doing research and I decided I wanted to learn all the names of all the plants. In reality, every plant has like five different fucking names. And like diff- heart-shaped philodendron is not actually a philodendron. It just looks like one, hence the name. So annoying. Anyway, so I researched how to look after them. I talked to people like Ego. I spoke to him and he said, you can generally tell 
you can often tell what they need by like imagining them in the wilderness like you can tell a cactus is a desert plant by looking at it you can tell like a forest plant because it's quite deep green it looks luscious so he would be like he told me to try to imagine it in its own environment and then try and replicate it so if it's starting to die and it looks like a desert plant maybe it's in not getting enough sun Whereas if it looks like undergrowth, maybe it's not damp enough. That's interesting. Yeah, it's cool, which really helped me. Mm-hmm. So now that I've figured out how to look after them, now when I repot them, I realize I've propagated them into five times as many plants. And then it's like getting out of hand how many Zanzibar gems I have in the house. <laughs> but, okay. And so I keep and having... Zanzibar ge- sorry, Zanzibar gems are the ones that thrive from neglect. And, yeah, and yeah. they're thriving in your... They're thriving in my neglectful <laughs> hands. Okay, great. But yeah, I often tell people if they're like, oh, I really want to get into plants, but I don't think I'm very good at looking after them. I'm like, ZZ plant. That's right. what you need. Good, good first step. Yeah. But did you. Great first, first plant. <laughs> Remember that couch that was for sale? Great first couch. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, it's not a car. <laughs> Just means shit couch. Yeah. <laughs> it's code for shit couch. Yeah, cheap shit couch. <laughs> um. But how, did you make any, like, monumental mistakes along the way? Yeah. In lots of it's a really sad story. Right. T- can you tell me about that? <sighs> Can't believe you brought this up. Well, we got a bonsai for our wedding gift, and it's a beautiful little thing, and I, I loved I it. I it. Yeah, I named it Barry. Barry, I love Barry. And as soon as I got Barry, he started to look a bit shit. Like, I remembered him at the beginning. He was luscious and green. And then he was a his a banyan fig was past tense because he's dead now, proper Sorry. dead. I know <laughs> it was really it was surprisingly devastating when he died. But my mate Jace keeps bonsais; they're a hobby of his. So when I spoke to him about bonsais, he was teaching me how to keep them. Like they they need partial sun. They need lots of things. He basically said they're really hard to look after. And then I spoke to Mick. And Mick was like, are you going to repot it into a bigger pot? And it looks like a tiny tree. And I was like, I thought you weren't meant to. And he said, well, yeah, if you want to keep it constricted like a Japanese woman's foot in a tiny shoe. That was the analogy he gave. And suddenly I just saw Barry as this, like, choking, constricted, suffocating thing. But I had no idea how to repot a bonsai. Anyway, then I noticed that then I moved Barry to, like, outside, inside, next to the window, watered him more, watered him less watered him too much that analogy maybe like upset me right (laughs) (laughs) but also he was he wasn't looking good okay and I tried everything and I loved him too much I watered him too much and then I started to notice that he was stinky Um, and he was rotting uh, and then one day I put my finger on uh, his little trunk to see how it was going and it was disintegrated from the inside and I took a photo and sent it to Jason was like is there any hope for this and he was like no man I think you've lost Barry and now I've just got him outside because I'm too devastated to do anything with him. Right. It's like his corpse is out there on the porch. Right. So devastating. That was my next question. What do you do with a beloved dead Don't know. plant? Like, do you bury yeah, it? Yeah, do you bury it? Have a ceremony? <laughs> that was it. That's the problem. You probably should have buried it a long time ago. That's <laughs> such a good idea. I didn't even fucking think of the ground. I didn't even think of the ground. All I thought of was other sized uh, plants. Probably intoxicated with lead and whatever other crap there is in the ground. I don't know about bonsais, man, but a banyan fig 
rose to like the size of two houses and this one was the size of smaller than a letterbox. Yeah. It's a devastating thing to watch. So we had a really nice day that day. We may have even declared it the best day ever. Anyway, it was so nice to hear Amy talk about her plants with such care and this genuine sense for uh, responsibility and love for her plants. I actually expected to pick up some hints of this culture of unsustainability. However, all I really got from Moo was how much she loved and wanted to take care of her plants. What do you think, listener? So that's all we have time for today. Thanks so much for joining me for this little podcast. Uh, Check out our Facebook page and leave a comment on this or any of the other podcasts. And of course, like us if you fancy it. Thanks to Lund University, to AF Student Radio, and to my project group, Judith, Tim, and Cecilia.